Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. That means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw After Show. And even though we don't have any fancy QR codes, we do have Triple J in the house. Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and of course, Jimmy Corduroy Corderas. Fellas, Jimmy, how are how was your weekend? It, it was good. I mean, like, uh, you know, I can't complain. It's been a little bit warmer than seasonal here so it's not overly warm and uh, you know just enjoying myself trying to enjoy myself as best i can yeah justin any fun adventures over the weekend well i don't know about adventures i mean i, I snuck 18 holes into the weekend uh i put some things on the grill uh football was disappointing you know i'm on two in fantasy football and it's just so disappointing the fact that i you know like i have stefan diggs who had three like three touchdowns and a million yards and i i have tom brady's my quarterback and tom brady's scoring 11 points fantasy i have tom brady as my starting quarterback and baker maker baker mayfield as my bench quarterback and i actually have to consider at week three swapping those two that's how bad that is right now but otherwise i'm great well you know what's going to happen you're going to swap them and yeah. then brady's going to put up like 40 points which is why i'm not actually going to swap <laughs> you're going to hold but, on but, but, if, but if tom brady hears this i want him to know that somewhere in pittsburgh pa there's a fantasy owner with a thousand dollars riding on the line that is that is that is contemplating and, and trying to scare him into getting him to play a little bit better i'm sure you're the only person who's upset about his fantasy numbers this this week my fantasy team's i'm owing too i've been i've done terrible this year by the way russell wilson i pick you every year and this this year you're letting me down in two ways but uh yeah, I had a fun. I did. I did ring announcing for Circle Six. That was a fun little wrestling cool. adventure. Started the show off with a, ah, uh, yes, just to uh, keep the brand on on point here. But uh, let's talk about brands. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about a brand that has been around for a very long time, and it's getting a a little facelift with something else that's been around for a very long time. Uh, War Games is coming to Survivor Series. And it's no longer brand versus brand. Uh, Jimmy, this feels like something that is updating a pay-per-view that people have been saying for a very long time needs something to freshen it up. No, absolutely. And and this is perfect. I think the War Games uh, concept is really good. I, I like the fact that it's not going to be SmackDown versus Raw or brand versus brand, whatever you want to call it. I like I like that it's going to be storyline driven. And mm -hmm. it's good. And uh, we'll get to it later when we talk about the show, but it looks like there were some seeds planted as to who could possibly be in those war game matches because we know right now it's if I'm not mistaken, there's one men's and one women's war games match. 
I believe so. Yeah. He said so, two. I don't think he actually said men and women's, but he said there was mm, two. So I would assume. Right. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, I think uh, definitely some seeds were planted tonight. Yeah. Justin. Yeah. You know, Survivor Series has always been very near and dear to my heart. So I'm actually extra hard on it. Uh, it, it, it was the first pay per view I ever went to live. So Survivor Series was birthed in November of 87. That's when I was birthed. So we're both turning 35 this year. Uh, yeah, it's right when Jimmy started there. Uh, <laughs> it was my first pay-per-view that I actually refereed yeah. at. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Justin. No, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so it's close to all of us. And here's the thing. It is a concept that is so... The, con- the origin of the concept is very outdated. In 1987, it's a big deal to see... To have a five-on-five match, to see 10 TV-established stars in the ring at the same time against each other and an elimination style because normally you know you're seeing them for weeks on end you know just 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 showing off their character showing off their signature moves taking on your jobbers the enhancement talent so you know 35 years ago that's that's a great concept okay we that that, 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 is, that is not a draw in any which way uh and then oh by the way when you have the when you have something that's not a draw is the concept of the pay-per-view or premium live event now uh, and then there's like really no stakes, you know, the stakes with the Raw and SmackDown bragging rights. I mean, so this War Games uh, being fused into it, obviously War Games is something from the late 80s. So there's a little throwback there. But War Games a- actually, funny enough, brings an updated, you know, appeal to this brand. It, 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 you know, OK, we, you know, we see three on three established stars, you know, regularly at house shows or regularly on TVs. OK, now, but you don't see War Games regularly. You don't see two rings. So that helps give you something uh, significant. And then also, by the way, yeah, if it's going to be storyline driven, if it's going to matter, if it's going to mean something that changes everything. So good on uh, Triple H and, and, and this creative move, because I've been saying for the last couple of years, Survivor Series, in my mind, has fallen out of the big four. I think, um, you know, Money in the Bank kind of took its place as being a relevant storyline driven uh fourth biggest premium love event now they didn't say specifically this but does that mean we're not getting survivor series matches this year justin or is it like is no it, i don't i don't i don't know i don't i don't think that's necessarily i, I think the main of the, the two main event matches the survivor series will be war games but you could still see some other traditional survivor series matches um fine but the show needs to be built around something more and, and thank god it's going to be it's gonna be built around war games Mm-hmm. Now, Jimmy, I am excited about this. I love war games. I, I'm excited. I'm excited about the changes. But if I'm trying, I gotta, I gotta ask questions. You know, I gotta play devil's advocate sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is there a part of us that says this takes away war games from NXT? And now, instead of having two shows, Survivor Series and War Games, we just get the one. Is there some? Is there a negative to this? Um- no, I don't know if you'd call it a negative. Uh, yes, it was something that was specific to NXT, and I get taking it and bringing it up to the main roster, so to speak, uh, is something that you're taking away from NXT. But then again, and th- that means more eyes will be on this, and mm-hmm. it'll get out there to more people, and I think it'll generate more interest being on the main roster, so to speak. It doesn't mean that you can't have a War Games match uh, uh, with the NXT talent, it just doesn't have to be brand specific. It doesn't have to be main roster specific. It doesn't have to be developmental specific. This these concept matches you can you can utilize them on the same weekend. You can have a a war games match with the NXT superstars as well, since they probably have their own takeover that weekend mm-hmm. or whatever they're going to call it. 
Fair enough. Yeah, like I said, I I like it, but I got I got asked the questions. You know, that's <laughs> part of, part of the job. Uh, someone who was uh, getting asked questions was MJF. He had an interview, and uh, and from the wrestling purist, uh, they uh, kind of retweeted some of the details of it on Twitter. He says uh, they asked him about the contract and everything, and he says that he got a pay raise from AEW, but he has not signed a contract extension, which was the big sticking point early on in all this uh justin that seems like a big win for mjf my question for you is do we believe mjf i actually do <laughs> uh and that's a dangerous statement to, to make uh, about a pro wrestler um and well, let's, well, let's put it this way yeah i think he, he was talking with i think it was um i think the interview was with uh ariel hawani Yep. Uh, I believe it's, you know, obviously he's been doing great stuff lately. Always does, but yeah, he's had a great week. Yeah. Just had his triple H, <laughs> you know, stuff, you know, I, first off, if MJF did sign an extension, he would never publicly, you know, what benefit is there? Um, either if he did, I mean, it doesn't know that it doesn't help your character in any way. Keep spouting and saying that you're, you know, you're a free agent January 1st, 2024. And, you know, there, there's be no reason to at all come out publicly say, "Oh yeah, I, I signed a three year extension." You know, so but I I do actually believe him that uh, he's probably gotten more money. It's why he is back on TV. You know, he's probably gotten back on the same page creatively with Tony. Of okay, where are we headed? Um, I also think that as the drama was escalating between some of the other people in the company, that that might have also let Tony Khan say, "Okay, like." That gave MJF leverage. This guy's valuable. This guy is a draw. This guy is, you know, by all accounts, MJF is a, you know, he's a loudmouth that, that sticks to his heel promo. But by all accounts, he gets along with the locker room as professionally as one is going to. They're all, everybody's professionally trying to jockey for a better spot. But, it, he, you know, he doesn't have people barging into his dressing room trying to fight him as best we know. So I think just everything's actually a good state, an important yeah, you know, so I think these days. yeah, I think so. All just you know, he has the leverage, and uh, and I do believe that he probably said, "Look, I'm going to come back. You're going to pay me more money because I am worth it right now. I'm not signing an extension just yet. Doesn't mean that somewhere in the next year and a half that he won't. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think he really is going to ride out both on his perspective of let me see how this AEW thing goes. Again, you know, he was one of the you know AEW kind of like homegrown. Yes, he was else, but but, but by all accounts, right. you know, he was an homegrown. Uh, and you know, AEW had the new car smell, had a lot of momentum in the first year, year and a half. But as we've talked about, it's it's been, you know, there, there's more competition now with WWE. There's been you know drama that's going on. Again, why would he sign extra? Sit around and see how much more you can improve your value and make yourself attractive to the wrestling world the next year and a half. And then, oh by the way, see if this is still the company that you thought it was when you started there. And and Jimmy, I, I got to agree with Justin. I think you got to. I think I got to believe uh, MJF here because. If he did sign an extension, that news would eventually leak that he was lying about this. Like that's mm -hmm. it's one of those things. It just takes one phone call from a person in WWE to say, <laughs> I talked about your contract. No, you're tied up. Okay. Yeah. Uh <laughs> for it to come out. No, absolutely. And and uh, like you said, I think Justin hit the point uh, uh very well. And you, you here's the thing. I think uh it, like you said, is he telling the truth? Yes, I believe he is as well, because they were caught in a spot here with this turmoil, this backstage stuff that hit the papers and everything. And, you know, there's some speculation out there. Oh, it's this big elaborate work that they're trying to, you know, present to everybody. And I think that's just a, a smokescreen for it being 
exactly what it is, is there was a discrepancy backstage. And like Justin said, to all accounts, MJF does work professionally with everybody back there. And maybe after this incident, it kind of upped his value, so to speak. And that's why, you know, probably got that increase that he's talking about. But at the same time, you also put, you know, plant seeds in your head and you start thinking, you know, everything seemed great here, but now everything seems to be, uh, you know, the grass always seems greener on the other side. So mm-hmm. let's not just sign up right away. Let's take my time. I'm going to see how things develop. You know, everybody's talking about how, you know, with Hunter taking over with Triple H, Paul Levesque taking over the creative uh, division of WWE right now, how it seems to have, it's hitting all the right, ticking all the right boxes. Mm -hmm. at least uh, it seems to be right for this point. So give it some time. Let's see how that works out. Let's see how the locker room over where he is works out. And then I'm sure he's going to make his decision, but I don't think he's unhappy where he is. And especially now, if he got a raise, he's probably even happy. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're you're Tony Khan or if you're anybody in the locker room there, you know, you, you, you look at things, you're like, all right, well, this guy, MJF, maybe he's an asshole. Maybe he isn't. I mean, look at this guy over here, CM Punk. Maybe this guy's an asshole. Maybe he isn't. But I got more people that are willing to work with this asshole. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. Plus, I, I mean, I, I think, it, you know, if you're looking at it from like a football general manager standpoint, for instance, one of them is very young. One of them is on yeah. the come up. One of them maybe hasn't even reached their full potential yet. One of them is, as you mentioned, one of your guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I don't think MJF is actually an asshole. I think I think that he I think he I think he commits to who he is, and I think he. Yeah, but but I don't think that he's again. I don't think that he. I don't think he'd ever go into business for himself, in the manner of which we've talked about Punk having done so in in in, in, in the settings he has. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I'm just. I'm just kind of being funny about right. you know if if anybody might have a complaint about MJF. I think I think you know as Jimmy was saying, the way things have transpired over the summer, it gave him leverage of, you know, come back and deal with me now. Mm-hmm. Gonna pay then, me? Uh, uh, Zook Enigma in the chat with the super chat says, I wonder if he paid MJF bloop dollars. <laughs> I actually don't know what that means. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's asking, did Tony Khan pay MJF? And then he's like, he's not, he's not, he's not cursing on the super chat. Oh, unless well, blue, case. unless, unless the kids are saying bloop and I just don't know what bloop stands for. Right. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> I, that's how I, I thought what it meant, what you meant, Justin, but you're right. I don't want to say, I don't want to say that. And be like, no, don't <laughs> bloop is uh like LOL, except it means big loony. Op, I don't know. I can't come up with <laughs> the whole thing here. This, but, this, <laughs> this new lexicon too. It's also this new pronunciation of words that start with S T, but putting an S H T like uh, you're walking down the street not the street, right. you know, right. this is, I don't know where this all came from, but everybody's doing it now. I think it, <laughs> we sound not, like three suburban dorks right now. Oh yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Anyway, yeah. Next up on the out of touch podcast. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a, that's a Q what code that they had. Q- on the <laughs> Did you R? What was that crossword puzzle looking thing they put up on the screen? <laughs> Well, let's... somebody somebody put their uh, Best Buy retail sticker up on the wall. Why do they do that? Why do they peel it off the CD? What happened there? CDs. <laughs> well, let's get into this show. But as always, thank you everyone who's watching. Uh, if you're listening to us later on on Spotify, hit us with a review, a five star review. If you're on Apple Podcast, five star review with a little comment. 
Uh, and also, uh, if you're joining us live or on YouTube, comment, share, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. If you're in the chat, though, thank you so much for joining us. we got Dylan Matthews, Tut Graf, Bernie, DC, Ian, and Grandma Daisy, and uh, Lexi, and Baby Ice, and M. Rouse in the house. Uh, and everyone else, thank you guys so much for joining us. Tim, Big John, thank you. No Bueno Crew, uh, George10928, Adam Staples, thank you guys so much for joining us. Let's get into the show. Yeah. Let's talk about some pro wrestling here. Uh, we start the show. And boy, did we start this show. Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins, United States Championship match. A match I would have sworn was going to main event this thing. But it ends with Lashley retaining after Matt Riddle distracts Seth Rollins. Justin, I thought this was the absolute perfect setup. It was a great match. Lashley gets another big retention. Rollins looks tough, and the rivalry with Riddle stays hot. And now Rollins has a reason to want a match with Riddle. I thought this worked out great. Uh, yeah, you, and and great job actually, just recapping because that I mean so much business accomplished, so many things, and then and also just uh, uh, you know a, a subcontext of all this. Once again, uh, a mid card title feeling important, you know, feel you know mattering. So uh, that campaign continues. Yeah, uh, you, you know Rollins definitely. You know, I know some of it's the song, but he definitely is getting a little bit. Every town, he's getting a few more cheers. So I'll be interested to watch that. I mean, they they did try to crank up the heat again later in the night, obviously with stuff that happens with he and Riddle. So. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think they're committed to keeping him on the heel side of the fence, but just something to note that, um, you know, the audience is always right at the end of the day. So I, I'll just be watching how uh, how that goes, uh, you know, because we have our referee on here. I will say I like the ref, the, the ref. I, I say this lightly, the bump that they did mm -hmm. creative, different, yeah. just a different way of uh, of the mechanics of, phys of physical. If, if you guys missed it, uh, Bobby's got Seth in the, the full Nelson, the, the hurt lock full Nelson deal and. You know, Rollins is flipping in a flying, trying to, you know, swinging his feet, trying to get out of it. And they end up basically just barricading the referee to the mat, yeah, uh, right. which you know, calls the referee to need to, like, you know, ince his way up slowly and gives, you know, gives mm -hmm. way for, for Rollins to, to hit the low blow. So it was, it was just different. It was just, it wasn't just your same old. Right. Rep. Yeah. I don't know. I just made a note of that. And with Jimmy on mm -hmm. here, wanted to, wanted to hear what he thought. But yeah, overall, no, solid, I solid start. No, I like I, I liked it that it wasn't a bump bump, uh, so to speak, like where the referee's down and out and you know all this the shenanigans go on. It was it was him selling, you know, vis visibly selling, and you know, and Rollins taking quick advantage of that situation. And yes, I did like the way it did start. You know, obviously with Monday nights being challenging now, especially tonight with two games, so too bad. Uh, my Titans got killed, but anyway, um, no, but it, it made perfect sense. Instead of starting with a, a promo segment, they started with this match that, and they made the match feel important. I like the, 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 the language they used, you know, the face of Monday night, I want to be United States champion to be the face of, of, of Monday night raw. So that makes that championship feel like the raw, you know, main title above, not above the undisputed championship, but you know what I mean? Making it raw. Yeah. Elevating that title, so to speak. The only issue I have with it was, yes, the match was good, but uh, you know, you're you're coming out of the gate strong to 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 to, to you nail. Know, start the match off hot. Hmm. They didn't. They started the match off like a yeah, you know, collar double tie up, headlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start the match off a little hot, then you could calm it down and bring it back up again. 
you know, because they gave the match plenty of time too, which I enjoyed. And don't get me wrong, people are going to say, you didn't like the match? Yes, I like the match. But if you're going up against Monday Night Football and you're trying to draw your audience and at least smack them right out of the gate and then, you know, get to your match, if that makes any kind of sense. Monday Night Football and uh, Queen's Funeral tonight? Am I... Well, morning. it was earlier today. It was yeah. Today, okay. Yeah. Um, it was this morning, but I also think they, they, yeah, the Queen stuff already happened, but the Monday Night Football two games with Jimmy mentioned. I also think, I, I don't watch, but judging by social media timelines, I do think Dancing with the Stars, is that back? Was that on tonight? You uh, watch. I, no, but I'm pretty sure I thought I, saw, I thought I saw a hashtag. <laughs> thought yeah. I saw a hashtag. Oh, oh and one, one other quick thing. Uh, uh, yes, it's trending I, right now. Dancing yeah. with the, Hashtag DWTS. Yeah, the, the finish, you know, obviously with uh, the, you know, uh, Seth getting the low blow in with that, uh, not referee bump, let's say just referee minor bump, <laughs> so to right. speak. Yeah. But uh, but uh, then Riddle coming out and distracting the heel. It, it almost felt weird that the babyface wins off a distraction. Yeah, right, we'll talk about face. that because I want to bring that up in a second. But we do have some uh, some super chats i want to get to uh zook enigma by the way saying uh in the voicemail tony bleeps out how much he was paid oh uh, I, I i get you. Uh, thank goodness i'm not out of touch that's oh, the important okay thing. uh and then uh forgive me if i pronounced the name wrong but uh jovan uh gay things um thank you for the super chat if uh you wanted to add something in there just go ahead and say say whatever you wanted to say and we'll read it on the air for you because it looks like it's a blank one on our end uh but uh, if you have something just Type it in there, and we right. will read it on there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, just so you know, uh, Maya Lee, I see your super chat, and I will get to that once we get over to the Judgment Day stuff, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. So I didn't forget about you. I didn't miss you. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait until we're to that part of the show. Uh, I Oh, but I just want to shout out, too, the block of the curb stomp by Bobby Lashley was super cool. I yeah. didn't forget that. Uh, yeah. fun, fun little spot there. Yes, absolutely it was. Um, we move on to damage control coming out and uh, Bailey and the crew talk about how they run the show now. And then Bianca bliss and Oscar show up and uh, they say that Bianca became complacent as champ, but woke up when Bailey pinned her and Bianca doesn't see the long-term game plan. Like Bailey does Alexa bliss eventually says both her and Lily bite. And she wants a shot at Bailey tonight. Uh, Jimmy, I love the little golf cart addition to this group. Mm-hmm. I, I love damage control and what they're doing. They are such a good bad guy group without being the we're the dominant. Like they win, but they're mm-hmm. not like that. We just beat people up and we're bad guys. Like they're right. they've got character to them. No, absolutely, and it's working. And and for all those people out there who say, "Well, I don't know if Bailey works as as a heel," you saw she got the crowd to boo her tonight. They were actually, you know. Th- Bailey is someone who is liked by the crowd. I thought she would suffer from the Becky Lynch syndrome where they want to cheer her and maybe they do, but tonight they booed her Mm -hmm. and this is in her hometown as well, pretty much. So, you know, I think she's doing a wonderful job. And as far as the golf cart, I had flashbacks of, uh, WrestleMania 17 with Kane driving the one back there (laughs) with me me on the back, but, uh, it, it just, it was a cool entrance. It felt, it just felt smarmy heelish, you know what I mean? And 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 it's working for them. And let's not forget the limo arrival just just before that. Yeah, exactly. All those little details mm-hmm. are so helpful in in making people seem more important or more interesting. And I love it because it costs nothing in the sense of, um, you know, some people like they don't have to beat someone up. They look better, but they haven't taken away from any of their characters in the process. But 
Justin, I want to talk to you about uh, the character of Bailey and this group. Because what I loved about tonight is I felt like everything they were saying really talked about the, their narrative of wanting to control the division and how they don't like where the division's gone without them. And it helps give sort of a, a objective of this group as opposed to just, again, a group that's like, we're a group. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, that's, uh, and again, that's a creative, simple thing, but a refreshing thing of why are you together? What's the purpose? You know, what what is it? Um, you know, even in even in the explanation of um even in the explanation that Bailey's given about you mentioned Jack about how you know Bianca got complacent uh until Bailey came back even that that still that still means that Bianca's been holding the title all this time so it's like there's it, it, it exercises that art of as a heel and it's a fine line it's a very special art to to, to figure out is you, you want to talk trash on the babyface but you can't bury the baby face. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point? So, like, I, I thought that's just a nice little touch of, like, she's not burying Bianca. It's, it's acknowledging Bianca's been atop this division, uh, in the mix at least, or in, and mostly on top, uh, for a while. And then, and then it's like, oh, well, now then she just started becoming, you know, old hat that she's champion of the division. Well, now I'm back. I'm, I'm a real threat to her. I mean, that's like a perfect walk the line. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I like this. I like this golf cart touch. I like to get the, the, the show up the limo. It just, it's simple things that just, again, if you're, you know, booking to the most casual person, you see a limo show up, you see these three girls get out. You're like, well, they must be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then it's like coming up next. They're in the rain. You know, it's like, it's just a little thing. It's just a little, little thing. Mm-hmm. Just, just, well, they showed up in a limo. Nobody else showed up in a limo tonight on TV. Perception, Perception yeah. is reality. Right. So crazy going back a few years ago when when Bailey first turned, I was like, this will never work. She's too mm-hmm. lovable. And here she is. She's fantastic at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, of course, super friend of the show, Peter asks a super chat. If you're MJF and you just got engaged, do you want to live that WWE schedule versus the one day a week with AEW and make as much money to travel less? Uh, I would guess there, and you guys might know better than this, that if you're working that WWE schedule where you're working more often, you're probably getting paid more. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's well, first off, again, that's a year and a half away. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot can happen, a lot can happen in terms of, um, you know, WWE. I mean, WWE's been pulling back on some house shows by and large, anyways, but AEW might add more. They might, they might, where they might, they might get to a point where they have to do more, whatever. You know, they'll be, they'll be coming in a new TV money. We think at that point, so you don't know if AEW's on the same schedule. But right now, I do know that is that is an attractive thing to talent that that, that they only have to go to TV, you know, one day a week, you know, maybe two days if it's pay per view or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. But there's, but to your point, Jack, it's like, and Jimmy can speak more on this. While Tony Khan is rivaling WWE with downside guarantees uh, for top stars. Mm-hmm. WWE still is seen by more people, still has more avenues of distribution, still has bigger property, still has shows in Saudi Arabia where you make big purse for going over there. Um, and yeah, if you work house shows, at least the way it's structured, I believe still, you you get a piece of the pie if you're if, if you have that negotiated. And that's the other thing. He can negotiate. He might say, look, I'll work a couple of live events, but I'm only going to work X in a year. Uh, send me out, send me out to the bigger ones. Send me out to Madison Square Garden. Send me out to the ones where you really want to draw the house for these non. So, it's a valid question, Peter. But he had all of that is subject to negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as it relates to schedule and money. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know MJF. Uh, I've never met him, never talked to him or anything like that. But also I think a, something about the WWE that might be attractive is I've always believed MJF is a sneaky Lee for Hollywood eventually guy. Mm. Um, because you look at, he has all these videos of him going to Rosie O'Donnell and doing, being mm. a singer and doing all that. I think the guy is a performer and I could imagine him saying what other avenues are there. And I, I'm a big AEW fan, but let's face it. WWE is a much easier gateway to other opportunities uh, yeah. because of its platform. And, and, and Nick Khan is knows people in Hollywood. So. Absolutely. And, and you, you know, I, I know the Canadian heat magnet, as I like to refer to myself sometimes is going to get heat for saying this, but MJF for his young age understands the concept of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment. You have to be the complete package. You can't just go out there and do, as I say, the twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash. And that's enough to get yourself over because you can do all these fantastic moves. You have to be the complete character. And sometimes you don't have to do those big moves. And MJF is learning how to get himself hugely over without having to sacrifice, uh, potentially sacrifice his body with with major big time moves that can do some damage and uh, uh for for someone so young and like you jack i've never met him but he seems to get it mm -hmm. yeah and hey jack jack can i also get a cheap plugger this is like the easiest segue for cheap plug real quick yeah, yeah. Go I, was, I wanted to i wanted to get in earlier but i guess like we're talking about travel and different shows uh mm -hmm. so smackdown's coming back to pittsburgh here in mm -hmm. december so for anybody that wants to come to Pittsburgh or is in the Pittsburgh area, whatever, and you're thinking, oh, SmackDown Friday night, maybe a good Christmas present, whatever, uh, SmackDown, general on-sale tickets go on sale this Friday. There's a special pre-sale happening Wednesday to Thursday. You have to have a code to get on the pre-sale on Ticketmaster. If you use the code LABAR, you get access to the crop of tickets they're putting out there. The link is on my Twitter uh, to that to the to the Ticketmaster page where it starts, starts at 10 a.m. Wednesday. So use the code LABAR, L-A-B-A-R. And uh, you can get yourself in on SmackDown. Uh, a lot of things going on SmackDown, so cheap work. Tremendous. You have a promo code for SmackDown tickets? WWE gave me a promo code for SmackDown Ticketmaster tickets. Use the code LABAR. You mm -hmm. get in, and you get the special uh, pre-sale that happens from Wednesday to Thursday. A again, and the way the, ticket, the way the shows have been picking up, tickets are moving faster. Things are selling mm -hmm. quicker. And again, yeah. I, I stress, Friday night in December, great for the family. Mm -hmm. Great night. Whether you have kids and you want a night out, there's no school night and it's an early Christmas present from Santa. Or if you're, oh, you know, if you if you want to just go out with the guys or go out with the misses or whatever, have a Friday night, Friday night in Pittsburgh, December 9th, SmackDown. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, you can get get in on it. Uh, use the code LaBar. Nice. Justin LaBar with the pro. Jimmy, do you have a promo code for Raw in Edmonton in two weeks? No, I didn't Don't even have a it. promo code Don't for here in it, Toronto, dude. my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's corduroy. It's, it's, it's corduroy. Yes. You go to, you go to the back door of the arena and you knock on it and they go password. You go corduroy. It's like a speakeasy and you go in. Yeah, they let you in. I'm I'm using it. I'm 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 calling somebody tomorrow. <laughs> Gosh. It, well, if you use promo code Jack Farmer, you get nothing. So Justin Lavar with the promo code, very cool. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely put that over. Uh, and Dave, if you didn't hear the promo code, go follow Justin Lavar on Twitter and check it out there. Uh, so very go. cool there. Um, well, we talked about Edmonton. Well, that leads me to a, a Canadian by the name of Kevin Owens and, uh, Austin theory and Kevin Owens, they have a match and this is just another really good matchup with the key being that Johnny Gargano comes out and takes the money in the bank briefcase to distract theory, giving KO the win. Jimmy, uh, you had mentioned good guys winning because of good guys distracting. This stood out to me. 
This was two matches in a row where a good guy came out and distracted the bad guy, causing the bad guy to lose. And to me, that stood out as kind of weird. No, and you, I, you mentioned it, so I wanted to just throw it back yeah, to you. Yeah, I, I thought it felt weird in the first match to have it uh, go that way. And I also think it felt weird in this match as well. And especially that it happened, like you said, in back-to-back matches. Yes, we had the promo segment in between, but still back-to-back matches, we had a babyface come out to distract the heel so that the other babyface can win. And yes, I get it. Kevin Owens is kind of like that, you know, badass babyface guy, mm-hmm. so to speak. But at the same time, uh, it, you know, it just, it just again, felt off to me. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that, Jack. The I just, I note this whenever he does it because it always impresses me. That rolling blockbuster move that Austin Terry does is just wildly athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how he does it. It's incredible. But, um, oh, by the way, Justin, before I throw it to you, Dylan, in the chat, asking, uh, you can't, or saying, you can't wait for the pop <laughs> H finger to point to Justin pick. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll miss you when, you, when you're off uh, working with the E in, in New York. But uh, this was, I thought that this was uh, the, the good guy distracting the bad guy thing twice in a row. Thing aside, Justin, I just thought it was another good, if you like pro wrestling matches, wrestling match. Yeah, it was good. I, I agree with Jimmy, though. I saw I won't rehash, but I think that's a, it's a, it's a valid point. But uh, yeah, my thing with Owens, uh, Owens a theory. I mean, we'll talk about, you know, Owens obviously is in his 30s. You know, he's on the, he's probably, you know, obviously he's got less years in theory, but you just look at these two and I just look, man, this is just, this is what it's all about in terms of your building. You know, here's a guy, you know, theory obviously has been, uh, been a very important guy for a while. Obviously, they they look at him as one of the future stars to build around. Then you have Kevin Owens, who's right there in the prime. Just got to just just work main event and mania, and got Steve Austin to come out of retirement. And and you know, like so, just what a what a blend right here we have going on. And this is uh, this is what we've been looking for and asking for is establish new stars, build stars, the rub, the rub, and and that that that's what went on here again. Uh, finish qu- questions to that as noted, but just what we got here, uh, it is, this is what, this is what we need. It may, it makes me, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for extreme rules. I'm excited for crown jewel. I'm excited for survivors. I am, <laughs> I am so siced for Royal rumble and the road to Mania this year. I am so siced for rumble. Cause I feel like right now, I feel like since triple H got that pen, he's been, you know, he, He's doing this here for this show, and you know he's got to fill each week. But I feel like he's got that pad of paper. I feel like he's got like a little like you know confidentiality, you know Manila folder, and he opens it up every now and again when he's by himself, and it's just like Rumble and Mania ideas. And I'm just like, I feel like he is just gonna let loose when Rumble comes of ideas and things that we see and people we see and how we build a Mania. How does Mania get produced? What does he take that he learned sitting under Vince's tree for the last 25 years? But then what little touch does he put on it that he always wanted to do, but Vince didn't want to do? <laughs> I'm, it is a fun, fun time to be a, to be a viewer of WWE. <laughs> I, I can't believe. I, it really is. You're right. It's incredible because I'm even excited for, you mentioned Crown Jewel. Well, I'm usually not that excited for, but guess what? This one, I am actually really excited for. We got a press conference Mm -hmm. over the weekend, and we got a little recap of it, and it's uh, Logan Paul going up against the tribal chief Roman Reigns. And Jimmy, if you had told me a year ago that I was going to be excited to see Logan Paul challenge for the world title against Roman Reigns, I would say you're out of your mind. But I'm sold. I, 
I want to see this matchup. How are you feeling about Logan Paul making the multiverse and uh, challenging for the title? I'm very interested to see this match because uh, I, I, I'm I'm very impressed with Logan Paul's in-ring ability. And we, he displayed that at WrestleMania this year and, uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, or, or, or sorry, was it WrestleMania or SummerSlam? Uh, why am I so confused? Uh, both, both. Both, actually. Both. Yeah, his, yeah. You know, you know, he... We, he could definitely go in the ring. I'm sure these two could tell a great story, but uh, you know, you think about it. And uh, I think back to last week and I said this in my rant today that I think part some of the thought process might be that in Saudi Arabia, the audience there, the live crowd doesn't react. I don't think as, as, uh, as they do here in North America. Now they don't do that whole, Oh, we're going to cheer the cool baby face. Uh, cool heel guy. See, Roman Reigns in this, if this was taking place in the United States, I think Roman Reigns would be cheered and uh, fans would, live crowd would boo Logan Paul because they think he's taking the spot away from someone more deserving, blah, 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 the whole thing. Here now in Saudi Arabia, you might get the desired reaction, especially if they plan the match out where he's uh, actually getting the upper hand on Roman Reigns and you might get the audience to cheer for him and boo Roman Reigns. And that's what I'm hoping we get here, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but I'm also positive. We're going to be pleasantly surprised in this match. Uh, not at the outcome, which we'll talk about at another time, but, uh, uh, but at the match itself, this match, um, what I also love about it too, because I agree Logan Paul way better in the ring than he has any right to be. I think uh, with the number of matches he's had, but what I love about this too, is that, Crown Jewel is to me feels like it doesn't count. It's like a bonus features uh, most of the time. And I'm glad that this isn't one of the big matches that uh, like, I'm glad this isn't a Seth Rollins rematch or a Cody Rhodes or one of the big matches that we want for like a WrestleMania or something, because I'd feel like that doesn't count where this one feels fun. And if it doesn't count, who cares? Uh, Justin, I want your thoughts on that, but I also want your thoughts uh, about the way they got here with a press conference, not during a regular show and kind of the way they've, they've, they've used the, uh, the podcast and all this other stuff to get to this match, as opposed to just on SmackDown. Well, look, I, I first of all, I don't mind it. Um, you know, I, I think it's, again, I think it's something that WWE didn't do enough of in recent years where it's like, look, you know, pod, you know, it's not it's not weird to have an element of a match being built to, to utilize podcasts. I mean, that's just that's I mean, it's just one of the most over mediums in the world right now. And mm-hmm. and so and Logan Paul's got one of the most popular podcasts in the world. So I'm okay with that. Um, look, if this was Logan Paul's first WWE match, I'd see the problem. I'd see the okay, this is low hanging fruit, but this is also like, what are you trying to give us? What do you what are you trying to and what, like you said, a bonus show. What are you trying to shove down our throat? But I know it's only been two matches, but it's been two matches on two of the biggest shows that WWE has these year, WrestleMania and SummerSlam. And Logan Paul looks the part. He talks the part. He has little subtleties down that some guys I've seen on the independent scene for five, ten years don't get down mm-hmm. in terms of working the crowd. So he's proven that he's he's in this. He's all in this when when he has. You know, he's not a guy to be. He's not. He's not going to be working house shows every week and whatever. <laughs> but he's a guy when he's got a big when he's got a big special appearance and match he's putting all into it okay mm-hmm. so it's not going to be an embarrassing match he's not going to embarrass the profession of, of triple h wouldn't allow him to be in that match if he thought he was going to embarrass him. roman reigns with the 
legacy of the uh, Anawahi family would not accept an opponent on this level if he thought he was going to be embarrassed. So the, the fact of the matter is if Logan Paul can hold his own, which he can, this is a bonus show, like you said. I don't think really anybody is really thinking, oh, Roman Reigns is going to lose this title. So it's just a way to – but it's still something that you still want to see. You do want to – I mean, out of curiosity – Mm-hmm. Let me see how Logan Paul does in Ro- with Roman Reigns. And to Jimmy's point, the crowd's a little more under control in certain uh, respects. It's a paid show, folks. WWE is not doing this show saying, we're going to spend X. Damn, I hope the buys and the ticket gate is Y. It doesn't matter. It's a, they, they are getting their money no matter what. So everything that happens is bonus, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude's got 24 million Instagram followers, uh, six and a half million Twitter. I mean, that's that's that is insane. That that is insane. Mm-hmm. If just you know a, a certain percentage of people decide, oh, I'm gonna tune into Peacock that day and see my dude Logan Paul in a ring with Roman Reigns. Like that's you just can't. People that bury that just, I hope they never ever run a wrestling company. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're to your point, like. It, if because most of those followers probably are not wrestling fans because that's not the majority of what Logan Paul does. And so if one twenty-fourth of them tune in, that's a million extra eyeballs, mm-hmm. pairs of eyeballs. And, and so, exactly. sorry, sorry to cut you off. I wanted to make this point too. Yeah. If if it's not it's not just like, yeah, okay. So I'm not saying that the all the new eyeballs that he brings are gonna be converted into new lifelong yeah. fans. It's also just as Triple H has said, and they say all the time how they they're in competition with their competition with everybody for attention spans. And today's mm-hmm. everybody's everybody's attention span is dictated by what's top on their timeline, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the fact of if you have all of his followers and they are just starting to hear that he's doing this thing with WWE, and they, they know what WWE, they know pro wrestling, they've heard of Stone Cold, they've heard of The Rock, but they're hearing more about it. And then media gives more attention to what Logan Paul does because he's Logan Paul. Just seeing WWE more in your timeline, even if it doesn't mean you're going to sit down and watch Raw every week or SmackDown every week, there's equity for WWE just, again, to be across more people's timelines, people that have more diverse backgrounds, more interests, more whatever. It all adds up. It all adds up just to be coming in on people's algorithms, on their timelines more and more and more because you have somebody like Logan Paul who has all these different other avenues that he reaches people. And then they do a deep dive. Who's Roman Reigns? Oh, my God. Roman Reigns is the cousin of The Rock? Mm -hmm. And then they look at him. Oh, my God. Roman Reigns looks like Jason Momoa. He looks like a movie star. Mm -hmm. It's just it's credibility. It's just it's just timeline and Google credibility. And I can't stress that enough to people who are screaming at the top of their twitter mountains who don't get this it's like you can't you can't this is this is one of the best investments they could have made quite honestly you know what crown jewels in november last year i think they did a saudi show on the road to mania which i wasn't crazy about but they actually at least made it linear to the storylines if they go back to saudi in february if roman's still champion fuck it have pat mcafee challenge him i agree wow I, I'm with you. Why I'm, not? I'm, because I'm Pat has you. done the same thing. Pat is not an embarrassment when he gets in the ring. Pat's mm-hmm. got a huge following. Pat brings a whole different audience. To, and, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. Pat's he could go back on commentary and SmackDown when he's done with college football, and Roman Reigns and the bloodline can can beat him up. And, you know, real easy segue. Put Pat out. 
again, nobody thinks Pat's going to win, but wouldn't it be fun to watch a few hope spots and just watch him out there with Roman? And oh, by the way, all the credibility he's going to bring, all the timeline, mm-hmm. I'll stand by it. I'll double down. And when it happens, I'm going to, I'm going to clap on this podcast and be happy about it. I I'm with you so much on everything you're saying, Justin. You just knocked out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even add on. I'm just gonna leave it right there. Uh, but we do. Sorry, have I, I ranted, chat. but I but I had to get that out because I was no, driving me what, nuts to see the what, negativity. What's the line? Nothing more to be said at this nothing, time. Not, nothing more. Well, we do have something more to be said. Talk oh, yeah. Kazim has a super chat who says Drew lost because of this MF for Logan Paul. I don't know if that's no, true, but I uh, no, I don't think that's why he <laughs> lost. No, no. Uh, it talks. I see. Yeah. I see you with with your Manchester United logo. You, so you're 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 one of our friends across the pond. I don't Logan Paul or not. I don't think Drew was the pawn to get Cardiff sold. I don't think there was ever. I, I, now looking at how things are going, I don't think there was ever unless Roman was hurt or something. I don't think there was going to be any Drew winning the title. I think Drew was just an easy marketing pawn of hey, it's our first pay per view slash premium live event there, and however many years, let's go with let's go with one of the biggest UK stars we can, and let's go with. Drew. Mm-hmm. Plus, we got the the great karaoke spot afterwards because of it. So, um, <laughs> we have a one of the more noteworthy moments of the night was a simple QR code uh, that mentioned nine twenty three, a white rabbit, an hourglass, and asked, "Who killed the world? You did, Jimmy Corderas. You oh, specifically. Uh, what 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 is all this? What's I, going on? I, I I have no idea." I have no idea what's going on. I wish I did. Uh, and I could uh, um, just let it out eloquently here and let you know. But uh, I'm, I'm, com- I'm just hanging back and waiting to see what this all means. Yeah, Justin, uh, as I throw to you here, we got a, another super chat from Bear Hudson saying, am I overreacting to the White Rabbit music playing during live events with the red lights? Is this any connection to Bray Wyatt, Killer Cross, and Lucha? Um, of course, mm. Killer Cross was the White Rabbit in Lucha Underground. Any, uh, any con- Justin, what's going on with this White Rabbit? I feel like Bray Wyatt is the popular mm. uh, prediction, but what do you think? Well, Bear, you're not overreacting. I mean, look, if nothing again, <laughs> Triple H has proven – he loves to do little Easter eggs. He loves to like put little things out there for people who are paying attention. We've seen that. Uh, we saw for weeks uh, on programming here. Um, so no, I mean it means something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like the misdirection. He, you know, some might take it as that with Cross. Some might take it as that with with Wyatt. Um, yeah, that's that. That's what's great, right? I mean, this is it's just it's just simple creative energy. It, it, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the date of that video that Jack was referencing says 923. So that's that's yep. the SmackDown. So I you know, t- tune into SmackDown. I mean, it's I, I love it. Um, I think Bray's eventually coming back. Whether this is that, I don't know, but um, I think Bray's eventually. I don't think Triple H would have given, I don't think, I don't think Triple H would have dignified the um, the question that Hawani asked when he asked about Bray. He gave as much of a response as he did. I don't think he would have given that much unless he already already had a deal done or he knew that there were it was coming. I think if Bray was more of a free agent mystery, I don't think he. I think he gives a very, I gives he gives a much more brief PR answer. Yeah, yeah. I think I feel like I've been very like when because I feel like every week someone says it's Bray Wyatt, and I've been very like whatever, we'll see. This does feel a little bit like maybe this is what it is. And I, I absolutely love the 
house shows having something that is getting people buzzing mm-hmm. and talking because it makes the house mm-hmm. shows feel like, well, maybe something is going to happen. I got to go see this show now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just feels so much more. I don't know. It just feels cool. I don't know, Jimmy. Uh, it's yeah. cool, right? I, I love, know. I love, no, I love, we don't, we don't know what, uh, blue yes. means, but. <laughs> no, it's, I love the fact that it keeps people guessing. I had somebody uh, tweet me today and say, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know where this is leading. Uh, he was talking about a particular storyline. I don't know where this is leading. I'm confused. I, I, where are they going with this? I said, well, tune in and find out. Sit back and enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it, it, that's the fun of this. When you see something coming and uh, and you go, yeah, I knew that was happening. You know, it's not the same as when you go, oh, that was right. unexpected. And that was actually worked out pretty good. Yeah, I feel like in wrestling, sometimes we try to figure it out too much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it when it's not what we wanted, it, we, we build up these expectations that are unrealistic. And then when it doesn't happen, yeah. we're upset about it. So, yeah. uh, But Tox maybe has an answer here uh, in response. I said Tox Kazim says, let's give Kim Kardashian a title shot. Sure. I mean, is she good in the ring? Can she know. bump? Yeah. If she, if <laughs> if she, she can, can bump. bump. If she can bump and feed, line her up for Bianca at Crown Jewel. <laughs> there you go. Although, because yeah, <laughs> let's let's seriously though, let's give Pat and uh, Logan their dues. They can, they're pretty darn good in that ring. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like celebrities of the past. They are actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, he slightly they slightly got more uh, more game than Drew Carey. Let's put it that way. <laughs> just a, just a smidge. Just a smidge. <laughs> uh, we got a tag team match: Brawl and Brutes mm-hmm. versus the Street Profits. A short mm-hmm. promo to set us up to it. Number one contenders get a big win to build momentum going to their tag team title shot this Friday. Jimmy, this was a very, um, very straightforward. I thought this was just smart. You get Brawl and Brutes some more momentum, and whether or not they win, I don't know. But uh, or on yeah. Friday, but they got a little more credibility. Absolutely, they did. And it was a heck of a match. Again, this was like, I think, another match where the crowd started chanting, this is awesome. And, you know, I mean, we talk about getting that live reaction from the crowd, and they definitely did. And, you know, obviously, you can question going into the match on Friday who, you know, technically the Brawling Brutes and the the Usos are both heels. So you're having two heels going into this match. Yes, I get it. But they seem to be doing that a lot lately. Babyface versus babyface, heel versus heel. I guess to see what kind of a reaction, maybe they're trying to gauge the crowd to see what would happen because the brawling brutes are actually kind of fun to watch. Absolutely. I'm enjoying them, so you, you never know. Maybe they could be that that badass babyface tag team down the road. Justin, if I can imitate what I see on wrestling Twitter all the time these days, uh, what do you say to people who say the WWE has absolutely buried the street profits with this kind of stuff no i mean no the the street look the street profits still come out their music hits people react Mm -hmm. people know the catchphrase people know the signature moves that they i mean they're not buried you know you can only not everybody can be champion at one time not everybody can be moving at one time like they're they're a uh, consistent beacon of hope of babyface hope in the tag division Mm-hmm. They are, um, you know, we, we all kind of myself included. We, we, we wondered when is the split going to come when, you know, who's going to throw who through the glass, the, the barbershop <laughs> window that seems to have died off right now. I mean, look, I was just happy to see a fresh matchup, <laughs> just a fresh tag team match, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, so I, I like this. I like, I like the, the, the brawling brutes as well. 
I also think too the Brawling Brutes do if they ever um, you know split from Sheamus or something. I could see them as being a baby, you know, again just that baby face tag, kind of like how you know when Sheamus and Cesaro went like the best of seven, and then they ended up forming themselves and attacking as like the bar. I don't know if that was the plan the whole time or if they were just so damn physical with each other and people just kind of respected it and clapped for it. And then the company's like, well, let's just put them together and whatever. We have we have nothing else for them as single stars. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's kind of what happens with with with, with Ridge and uh, and Butch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I wanted to get that out because I see people talk sometimes on Twitter. I think mm-hmm. that you're silly. I mean, Street Profits, they're just fine. Um, but we do move on. We had a little quick segment backstage here. Uh, Alpha Academy, Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens all get together and they have a really fun promo setting up a match next week. Jimmy, you had alluded to this earlier and I feel like this is the best time to bring it up. Uh, Survivor Series right mm-hmm. around the corner. And mm-hmm. I'm, we're seeing a lot of random pairings uh, mm-hmm. in these episodes, whether it be Gargano and Kevin Owens, whether it be Mysterio and Riddle. Is this kind of teasing potential survivor series teams i think it is uh, these are little uh, little seeds being planted as i like to say and this could be definitely uh one you know uh there is a history i love the fact that they're referring to the history between gargano and kevin owens that they've known each other since pre-wwe days is it because mm-hmm. you know before it was like nothing ever happened before the wwe you know what i mean now so so they are acknowledging that and and like you said and one of the most underrated uh, talents on the roster right now uh, is Chad Gable. He is just too much. He is this generation's, um, if I could say it, uh, almost almost this generation's Kurt Angle without being the top guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he has yeah. that in him. He's that he's that good inside the ring, and he's also got that comedic timing about him too. So everything is working in. Like, but getting back to your point, yes, I see some seeds being planted for Survivor Series here, and uh, yeah. Justin, uh, old habits die hard. It's a new era, but will Kevin Owens turn on Johnny Gargano before next week? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I think they see that. Um, I, I think Kevin Owens. He, I think he's being positioned as being, you know, one of the baby faces they're going to run with in the company here. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I, I think actually the, the the cool thing about uh, Owens and Gargano together is that they are two baby faces. Oh, obviously Owens gets a bigger reaction for you know he's been more established. He again he just had a match with Stone Cold at Mania. Um, he's a little more well known, but it's like Owens is that anti kind of authority baby face. Johnny is like that wholesome white meat, mm-hmm. you know, m- you know, wanting to marry your sister kind of baby face. So I think that's kind of cool to put them together and. You know, let, let them coexist. Right. Uh, and they're also guys that uh, I think this, this stereotypical, what you would expect to be successful in WWE historically, they're not, they're not that because sure. Johnny Gargano is a big guy. Uh, Kevin Owens isn't necessarily the six pack abs guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they both have had to overcome some things to get where they're at too, which is kind of a mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool not thing. neither. Yeah. Neither shoot off the charts in my airport test that I always reference. Mm-hmm. Not, right. not, you know, not right. Uh, you know, and I know Johnny a lot better than I know Kevin. I work with Johnny for a lot. I mean, I, nothing against either of them, but yeah, I mean, they don't. And sometimes this is good. If you want to not be bothered or annoyed, mm-hmm. they can, you can walk through a crowd, walk to an airport and not stand out necessarily. You can put a hood mm-hmm. up, put some glasses on, put a, put your, your earbuds in, what have you. Right. So yeah, you're not necessarily passing the airport test, but they have proven it in their arenas, in their context, 
mm-hmm. that they can they have a connection with their audience. Yes. So. I'm trying to imagine Omos putting a hood up and being like, hopefully <laughs> no one notices me. You're not you're not going to the Delta Lounge and not noticing <laughs> Omos. <laughs> Uh, so we get Judgment Day and their match with uh, Riddle and Promo, uh, Riddle and Promo, Riddle and Mysterio. But beforehand, <laughs> we get a promo um, from Judgment Day. And Justin, this was the loudest the crowd was all night. They <laughs> were not a fan of Dominic Mysterio. And I'm listening to this crowd. And I'm thinking they must have done something right because they people do not like Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a moment. This was um, you could tell Dom, and why would he? He's he's very young. Uh, he, I, of course, appreciated the reaction. He, he, I think he was a little taken back. Rhea, even you know, and then they all went off script. Mm-hmm. Any talking points they had, all four of them had microphones. They all had their talking points of, "Hey, well, here's what I'm going to say." Right? When Dom goes to talk, and the crowd continues to build to not let him talk, mm-hmm. nobody knew. Then improv started. Finn and Priest are trying to are trying to throw fuel on that fire. Mm-hmm. Rhea's trying to give encouragement to Dom, saying, "Say it louder." I don't think they heard you because he legit was not being able to be heard because it was mm-hmm. so like. But this was good. This was and you know and, and at one point Priest was he was telling come on like you could tell all of them. Well, three of them were like just basking in this. You know yeah. they understood what this meant. Dom, I think, was probably a little shell shocked in the moment of like, what is happening? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but it also had to feel, you know, hopefully now he's looking back at it. I mean, this was a good moment. This, 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 this says something. This says to me, um, I, God, this could be a big deal whenever he finally has his one on one match against his father, whenever yeah. that is, whatever Maybe. show that is, whether that's Extreme Rules, Crown Jewels, Survivor Series, Rumble. God, could they get it stretched to Mania? I don't know. Uh, it, it's going to be tough to stretch it out to Mania, but that would be the ultimate. Can you imagine someone like Rey Mysterio facing his son at WrestleMania and 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 the feeling Dom would have to wrestle a legend like Rey Mysterio? And to your point about Dom getting the heel heat that he got tonight was tremendous. And it just shows you not only that the this is working as far as him being – uh, presented as a heel, but it also shows you how loved Rey Mysterio is by this audience, and 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 people are like, "How can you do this to your dad?" Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it helps too. Small detail, mm-hmm. you know, Ray and them are from San Diego. We're in San Jose, but it right. does help. You're in California. You're you're you you are in a, you know, maybe 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 an area that just geographically has a little bit more, you know, attachment mm-hmm. to Ray and the mask right. and Lucha. So gotcha. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there was a funny bit, though, in the promo, like earlier on, Rey Mysterio says, uh, I've given everything in my life so that you could have the life I never had. And I was thinking, he's wrestling as a as a very young man. This is exactly the life you had. Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had a super chat that has been sitting here for a very long time. Mia Lee, thank you so much for being patient. I wanted to wait till we got to the Judgment Day segment before getting to it, though. Uh Judgment Day would look good with some gold. How would you all feel if Finn and Damian win the tag titles? We are definitely getting the bloodline in war games, question mark. Uh, Jimmy, how do you feel about the tag titles coming to Judgment Day? I don't have an issue with it, but I don't see the rush. 
Again, mm. take your time. Let them let them get through this. I see war games for me seems to be setting up with uh, Judgment Day versus Ray and maybe a returning Edge and and uh, and maybe a Matt Riddle and maybe you get a Seth joining Judgment. Day, you know, trying to connect all the dots, so to speak, so you get a match. So there's still time. And but like Justin said, can you stretch it out all the way to WrestleMania? That would be ideal. That would be something that would uh, you know be incredible for them for that to happen for it to stretch to mania you would almost need well first off you, you, you obviously dominic and ray obviously can't have any singles match anywhere between you. you'd right. almost need a situation of what dominic did last week to edge you would need dominic with the help of his gang to do to his father right ray off for mm. three or four months however long you need it for the timeline right, right. you know uh Right, Ray off. Dominic and crew continues to roll. Rumble. Dominic's in the in the match. Blah blah blah. They've cleared house. Three, two, one. Here's a returning Ray. And Ray's coming to the ring. All of Judgment Day, or at least Finn and Damian, try to stop him. Ray clears house, and then it's Ray and Dominic. Whatever, and then you whatever, whatever, and then you, 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 you that's the that, that would be the way you have to write Ray off because I, I don't see how you can have both Ray and Dominic on TV every week between now and then and not have this match until Mania. That just seems impossible. So, if they could, if they could find a way to do that, that would that, that to me is the is the ideal way to go about it. Uh, Justin Mia also mentions Bloodline and War Games. Is it if Bloodline was in War Games? Is it even feasible to come up with a team that could beat them? I feel like they're so dominant right now. Well, that's a great question, and uh, a question I have. And I don't. Again, I don't think that uh, this was clarified, and nor nor should it be because don't don't show all your cards. War games traditionally was two teams, mm-hmm. but what's to stop Triple H from putting a spin on it and having war games be? four teams you know you got two it's this giant yeah you have two rings it's this giant cage if you're gonna cross over between raw and smackdown what's to say you don't have four teams involved what's to say you're not looking for like supremacy or god forbid against stakes where the winning team you know gets something for whatever rumble i don't know but like what i'm saying is because to your point jack who 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 can stand up to bloodline but maybe it's not just a smackdown thing with who can stand to bloodline maybe it's well bloodline's dominating fridays and we need a babyface team to deal with them well judgment day is dominating mondays we need a babyface team let's throw them all in war games and let's let it all just converge i mean i don't know i you know i don't know yeah i think they did do a three-person war games in late i'm a late period wcw fan i think they did nwo wolfpack wcw one year but i could be wrong I, me and three other people were watching. It was an incredible <laughs> time. Yeah. Well, my, my point, just point being, point <laughs> yeah. being, it, it, you know, you get to kind of rewrite your own rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you if you're going to let two brands be involved in it, what's to say that maybe it's not just two teams? Right. Yeah. That's a fair yeah. point. The ring's yeah. got the ring's got four corners. Mm. Eight corners. If we have two rings. Eight corners, we count the. <laughs> well, that might be well, a lot of money. <laughs> it's, it's still technically kind of four corners because the two sides, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're getting technical here. Yes. It's <laughs> 14 uh, max. 14 yeah. max. Um, so we got a Miz TV, and this one, this bit continues <laughs> to perplex me. 
Uh, Miz wants to confront the man that broke into his house and uh, is stalking him and his family. Uh, and Dexter cuts a night, uh, cuts through the ring and tries to pull Miz into the ring. Champa hits him with a mic uh, to save Miz. And we're all cheering for Dexter. Jimmy, I don't get it. I don't get why I'm supposed to like Dexter. He's a madman. What? <laughs> what's going it's, on? I have no idea because uh, it, it either speaks to the great healness of Miz, that someone as creepy as Dexter Loomis, who actually broke into his house, you know, it, it, like last week felt a little creepy that he was left alone in the house with the kids and that sort of stuff. But anyways, yeah, you know, you know it, 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 it's, it, I think it speaks volumes for the Miz more than it does for Dexter Loomis that people, regardless of what Dexter Loomis does, people still do not like the Miz and Miz's promo tonight when he was talking on the mic again, awesome. The guy is awesome on the mic. It's, it, it, you know, and, and as someone who saw him from day one become what he has become, it's just amazing. This guy is so underappreciated by some in the wrestling community as for his tremendous heel persona. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, Justin, by the way, on commentary, fun bit, uh, before they left, uh, Corey Graves was uh, freaking out about this, and Jimmy says, uh, he went back into his hole. It happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, yeah. like It's no big deal. But, Justin, I think we said this last week, I – all jokes aside, I'm ready for the next step. And I, I need to figure out what's why Dexter wants to antagonize the Miz at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we definitely need motivation. I mean, I think you can't deny what Jimmy just said. It speaks to Miz as just such a uh, such a timeless heel. He just, he's just, people, but, but yeah, there needs to be, at some point we need an explanation of what's the motivate, like what, what dastardly thing did the Miz do to Dexter Loomis or Dexter Loomis's family, if he has one, mm-hmm. that we don't know about that puts all of this in perspective, that puts all this in justification? Because, you know, to all the things you're saying, it is a little bit like, you know, like I, like I look back and somebody somebody uh, tweeted Raj and I on Twitter tonight, and I, I shared it and whatever, uh, a call back to one of the famous coming through the ring segments, uh, February 96, In Your House. It's cage match. It's it's uh, Diesel versus Brett, and Taker comes through, and pulls Diesel down, and and what you know, and, it, and it's like you know, but but there was there if you watch at the time, there was context to that. There was context of uh, uh, of Diesel antagonizing that, uh, Taker and whatever you know, like it's like we don't have that right now. We we why is Dexter Loomis who had been disappeared and gone? From the company, all of a sudden, like, like, are we going to find out that Miz got Dexter Loomis fired? Like, we need some yeah. justification. We, you know, the Easter eggs were fine for a while. We slow played this for a while, let it play out. We're getting to a point we need to start to have answers. So, uh, we didn't get answers tonight. Uh, the question I also have, too, from a logistics standpoint, Jimmy, I'd love to know your thoughts to this was they do the spot and there's still one more match. I know mm-hmm. that they could just pull the canvas off and put a new canvas on but like i was i mean he cut through the ring normally right. every time you see a cut through the ring whether it's the what i just mentioned in 96 or we've seen kane and Undertaker mm-hmm. do other 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 shenanigans and even bray wyatt normally whenever coming through the ring shenanigans happen it's the last thing of the night mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter but we still had one more match to go i was like logistically 
how are they rectifying this? Uh, I would. Uh, I'll, I'll wait till we get off the air because I don't want to spoil it for everybody. Oh, but there is a. Uh, I, 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 there is if, a if way. You're gonna to tell me. It. I'm okay. We we don't need to spoil it for everyone else. But I want to know. Haha! Uh, <laughs> you guys don't get to hear the magic. <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't want to spoil that. Yeah, As those, someone those... who's been on the ring crew for 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 two decades, yeah, yeah, there there is wonderful ways that they do the magic. Whether it's cutting through the ring from underneath or or having the ring collapse on a giant. Uh, superplex off the top rope oh screw it yeah. jack in the podcast i just want to find in the podcast I want to find out now. <laughs> i'm so excited let's get through this thing uh we do have uh judgment day ran into aj styles backstage and there was a tense back and forth about aj joining or fighting judgment day uh jimmy um i kind of i i get the feeling aj is gonna fight judgment day but if mm -hmm. i'm doing fantasy booking which i said you shouldn't do just a second ago is there something possibly fun about Finn not wanting to hurt AJ because they're buddies from before and Dominic going, bro, I had to attack my dad and now you've got a friend you don't want to beat yeah. up? No, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 again, planting more seeds. And you talked about who could be possibly in that War Games match. You know, obviously Judgment Day is a perfect candidate to be in that match, but who joins the, the other side? And maybe AJ is someone who can join the other team going against um uh judgment day and again little little signs that were thrown up there too that kind of found interesting if you get my drift Stand together yes you know what i mean so uh who knows maybe maybe something comes out of that but i like that they planted little seeds and they're making people guess and and uh, they're working their way towards that war games and i think that was one of the seeds planted for war games so that's for sure Justin, this was something I, I loved about this is I, we saw it literally I was texting with a pal and right before this, my buddy Flobo voice, and we were talking about how, where's AJ Styles been? And now he's here. And it's just, I, the, the, I just like the idea of like taking people off TV for a little bit and making them fresh again. I don't know if that was intentional with this, but it was kind of like seeing him again. It was like, oh, sweet, AJ Styles, as opposed mm -hmm. to, oh, it's the guy that gets a segment every single week. Well, yeah, and look, that, um, again, in previous raw booking formula, that would be tough to manage, but now we're, we're seeing, you know, uh, just a, sh a shakeup of let's use this talent this week. Let's, 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 you know, I mean, yeah, that's a good thing to do. It's not only is it good for the audience to, you know, miss the talent a little bit, but it's good for the talent just to have a, you know, a physical break. It, yeah, it's right. I mean, especially again on raw three hour show tough, but, you know the way they're formatting good god judgment day between judgment day ate up a lot of segments tonight mm -hmm. but it didn't feel like they it they they occupied a lot of minutes on tv but it didn't feel like they dragged it that you know they just formatted it right they had them come out then we had the promo which we talked about great heat break matches a couple segments but that's okay because we have so many participants involved we could got a lot out of everybody out there and uh, so it's a smart use of who you have and, and yeah mm -hmm. let's, let's give aj a little break and let him recharge but let's not let the people forget about him so let's put him backstage real quick on the phone and mm -hmm. it's just it's just it's just yeah. at the end of the day it's just having a creative plan again we always hear about the script being ripped up and rewritten on the day of it's hard to have a plan when that's happening, but if there's a plan right now, 
this is what we're seeing. And it's, mm-hmm. I, again, I can't speak enough to how refreshing this is to watch. We get to the main event and it's Alexa bliss, uh, getting a match with Bailey. Speaking of people, we don't see having matches every mm-hmm. single week. Shenanigans aplenty was my note. I wrote here, uh, damage control. They, uh, they knock bliss off the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Bailey gets the win and then they beat down all the heroes. And Bailey says she wants the title. Jimmy. I love that. This is official. Now Bailey is going after the title mm-hmm. and she's earned the right to stake a claim for it. No, absolutely. The right decision here to have her win. And in true heel fashion, she won like a heel, uh, getting help from her friends, little help from her friends. And you, who knows, maybe down the road, this is could be, um, for lack of a better term, a female uh, version of the bloodline where they, they dominate the women's division with the, 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 the raw title, the uh, um the tag titles, uh, and so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah. And I think this works too, because Bailey is doing a wonderful job and i keep talking about her heel work and it's just, it, it just feels so good listening to her talk like that and getting that heel heat as opposed to, Oh, she's such a, Oh, she's doing such a good job as a heel. I'm I appreciate it. No, people want to, want to boo her. You know? Right. 100%. Uh, Justin, now, I, one of the moments I think got a lot of tweets going when it happened was the lights flickered during this match. Yeah. And mm. and I was wondering, is that supposed to happen? Is that not supposed to happen? Something that added some fuel to that fire was a super chat from the WWE reject that said, Alexa said 10 feet tall, which is a line from White Rabbit. Was mm. that flicker of the lights something uh, telling us something? I honestly don't know. Again, I, 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 you know, they're putting it, they're putting effort into Easter eggs, but then I can also see, you know, that, that flicker of the lights. Um, it was like the, how it was like the, the lights went down on the ring. That's also a very common lighting uh, activity that happens when they go to commercial break and they want to show something on the, the Titan Tron. So it, it, I mean, it could have literally been as simple as it's, it's human. Humans control the lights. Mm-hmm. It's human error. Somebody just hit the wrong button and just real quickly, they just, but that's the wonderful thing. We don't know. <laughs> and then the fact right. that Alexa has history, you know, to a uh, spooky character like a Bray Wyatt, who's at the forefront of the speculate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I could see it as being as honest as a, just somebody hit the wrong button real quick. And mm-hmm. that, which is, that's beautiful. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't know. Right. We don't know. Awesome. Well, and that's the beauty of, like you said, of everything that's been happening is now it makes everything feel important. I feel like I have to watch three hours of show. I got to pay attention because something might happen. Uh, Don't get to do quite as much laundry as I was able to do watching the show before. (laughs) But uh, um, I think that does it for us. Uh, I I, I thought this was a good show. Again, um, uh, I I don't know if there was any of those. Well, actually, I don't know that Dom promo we might be talking about for a while as his mm-hmm. kind of moment of when we all realized, yeah, he's a big jerk. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a jerk, but I I don't know that that pro the the booze of the, the the Dominic promo reminded me of like Elias in Seattle when he got that ta- mm-hmm. like the whole city booing him to death. Uh, so I don't know, kind of kind of good good show though. What do you guys think as we wrap up? No, I thought it was a very good show. If you're talking about from an in-ring standpoint, I thought all the matches delivered tonight, all the matches seem to have gotten ample time to tell their stories and tell, you know, 
good stories in the ring, uh, minus the little hiccups in the first few matches that I talked about, that we talked about, uh, with the baby faces helping, uh, you know, win the matches. But other than that, I thought, you know, it delivered. I thought I loved the pacing. I loved the, the, um, the way they mixed in matches with the promo segments and the, you know, the Miss TV segment and all that. I think it all worked out fine. I thought it was interesting placing the ladies match last. Yeah. Mainly because, uh, you know, we all know that uh, those who do pay attention to ratings, the last hour it tends to dip. So I don't know if that was, you know, a ploy to have maybe hopefully people have, have them tune in or not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah. I mean, the last hour always is lowest, but, you know, you know, Bailey, they announced her from San Jose mm-hmm. when she came out. So I, is it a is it a local promotional thing to. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, you know, they're dealing with two football games as we talked about tonight. So you know, this might be one of the biggest challenges they have with yeah. viewership tonight. We'll see. Um, but they also, they had, look, they've had money in football the last two weeks and, or last week at least. And, um, they did better last week than I, than they had in previous years. Again, mm-hmm. So it, 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 it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, but overall, so I, you know, a good show, not the best yeah. show, but a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a lot of things make sense. A lot of things have purpose. A lot of things have a, we'll tune in next week. And, and it's episodic TV that has no off season. That's all you can ask for is give me a reason to tune in next week. Mm-hmm. Well, Justin, where can the world tune in to see you this week and next week and going forward? Uh, I'm off this Wednesday. I will not be here this Wednesday uh, for dynamite with, with oh. Jimmy, uh, Risa. Um, look, it's my wedding anniversary. As Raj jokingly said, oh. he goes, "You don't, he goes, you don't want to watch wrestling on your wedding anniversary." Yeah, you want to, you want to stay married. Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, none doing there on Wednesday for me. I'll catch it on the DVR. Um, <laughs> I think, I think I'm, I'm back on busted open Friday morning with uh, Dave Lagreca and probably Thunder Rosa Friday morning. Again, uh, if you're in the, if you want to get to Pittsburgh for SmackDown in December, go to my. Twitter page for the actual link. There is a code LABAR, L-A-B-A-R. I don't think capitalization matters. Uh, Wednesday to Thursday, pre-sale happening. Get your tickets. Uh, but otherwise, follow me on Twitter. Uh, leave a nice comment. Always, as always, tweet us. Let us know where in the world you are listening or watching us. And mm-hmm. that's always fun. Do all that stuff. Yeah. And Jimmy, where can the world find you? Uh, right here on Monday nights with you guys, Triple J, always putting it together. And on Wednesday nights, uh, without Justin this week, but... Uh, uh, be there uh, recapping Dynam- uh, Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, and uh, whatever news happens to be that day. And also, you can catch me daily on my Ref and Rants, where I try to have a little fun being the Canadian Heat Magnet. And you can, my name is Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, on the Mac Mania podcast, I, we interviewed FTR, and that interview oh. is getting posted tomorrow. I asked them some pretty fun questions like what do they think they need to accomplish to be the best tag team of all time as well as what are their thoughts on these tag teams with three people in it doing the old Freebird rule? Does that even count? I asked them those questions because that's what bothers me. Oh, that's where I sit on it. It bothers me. You're not tag teams of two people. I get all crabby about it. Uh, but uh but that does it for us thank you to everyone in the chat ian dream realm studios monica monica rocky tuck graf sergio chris uh stalking you mm-hmm. dexter uh we have a 
uh, Birdie and everyone else. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. Make sure to tune in to the NXT app show on Wrestling Inc. tomorrow and follow at Wrestling Inc. on social media as well. That is for us. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.